5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. Hello, hello everyone. We're going to jump into text today. And uh, it's another one of the random verses that uh, as we're going to read it today, it's from Matthew chapter 12. Now this one, you know, comes across, it's, it's kind of confusing, and uh, we're going to talk through it today. So Matthew chapter 12, verse 32 was the random verse. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, either in this world or in the world to come. Now you're like, whoa, wait a second. You know, here's, so Jesus, you know, just putting this in in a little bit of context, because context is always king. (laughs) And if we're looking at context, then we're going to say Jesus is in the midst of uh, some demon possession, you know, like stuff that he's driving demons out of people. Right, so this goes all the way back to verse 22. A demon-possessed man who was blind and couldn't speak was brought to Jesus. He healed the man so that he could both speak and see. The crowd was amazed. Could it be that Jesus is the son of David, the Messiah? But when the Pharisees heard about this, they said, No wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Now, like I don't know what it is with the Pharisees, but it you know like that statement in and of itself just sounds kind of ridiculous, which is the same thing ultimately that Jesus says, um, but in just a much longer uh, refrain, you know, because he goes into the kingdom divided by civil war is doomed, a town or family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he's divided and fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. And if I'm empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too, so they will condemn you for what you have said. But if I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger, someone who could tie him up and plunder his house. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. So this is kind of the the lead up to the whole part where Jesus then gets into, you know, like you can... You can say things against me, and I think the word uh, that we, it was in the NIV that they use is blaspheme, right? And blaspheme is like speaking against, right? And so these people, uh, Jesus is like, you can blaspheme me, but you can't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. So they've, he's just performed a miracle, right? So this man who was demon-possessed couldn't see, couldn't speak. Jesus gave him his sight and his speech back and drove out the demons. So instead of being able to celebrate, hey, everybody, this has now happened, let's celebrate. But people said the, the, the sticky word here, well, this must be the son of David, right? The Messiah. And then that's when 
the Pharisees are like, oh, wait, 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 no, we don't want to get into this talk yet because this is dangerous. And it's dangerous for the people, right? And they're trying to get these people not to be enticed by Jesus. And instead, they're going to try to say, hey, Jesus, we need to put you in a camp along with Satan. This is... This is the same arguments that occur today when somebody is trying to be able to crush somebody, right? Um, and this is politically. This is any side, any sides that are that are that are picked um, that that are kind of pitted against each other. It's always like, well, you're on the side of Satan. I'm on the side of good, right? So we get light, darkness. You get God. You get Satan. And this is dualism at work. It's like this is the issues that we have is like you can't just say, hey, let, let's just dismiss the Messiah talk. Let's hear more about what Jesus has to say and actually dig into it and try to understand. And then you can say, but I disagree with you. Let's walk away. But no, the Pharisees have to be able to make sure that the people, the thing that they fear the most, right? Satan, devil, hell. Let's get them to fear it. And if they fear it, then we're going to drive them away from thinking that they ever want to be close to anything related to that. And so Jesus, well, he must be Satan, or not must be Satan, but Satan's his ruler, right? Satan's the Lord of Jesus's life. And that's when Jesus is like, does this really make sense? You know, like, when you're taking a look at a house divided, right, and it, it can't be working together if it's divided. If there's feuds that are happening in there, like they're not going to be working together. This is what Jesus is trying to get after. This is what he's like. This doesn't, this doesn't make sense. Why would Satan work against Satan? Why would that, that that doesn't he doesn't stand a chance in the kingdom then? And then Jesus is getting into all right, so like you can speak against me and you can still be forgiven, but this is where the difficulty comes in. He's like, but you can't speak against the Holy Spirit because you won't be forgiven in this life or in the next. And and that's the difficulty. Right, so blaspheming, and I'm not uh, in encouraging people to blaspheme, you know. But it's like you can blaspheme Jesus, but not the Holy Spirit. Um, one is forgivable, one is unforgivable. So, what's the unforgivable sin? And I, and somebody has, you know, people have asked this and talked about this for for a long time. The people have asked me over the course of being a pastor, like, is there anything that's unforgivable? And this is the only spot that unforgiveness is ever even uttered. And so we have to be able to dig into it because we're saying, why is this unforgivable and nothing else is? Why can you blaspheme against Jesus and still be forgiven, but somehow the Holy Spirit, it's, it's like off the table. Like you can't, if you do this, you're unforgiven. And I think that's a really tricky part of the the wording on this, and it's and it's really 
you know, something that, you know, we can we can spend a whole bunch of time with, right? But again, the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit, you know, we we don't want to encourage it. We don't want to repeat it. We don't want, you know, but but here's also the thing. We're also not in this moment in time where actually these Pharisees are speaking much more about not just, hey, Jesus, we don't like you, or even Jesus, we want to murder you, but they're getting into saying that Jesus is evil, is evil incarnate, right? Is Satan in the flesh almost, you know, versus the God in the flesh. And there is things that they're speaking out against Jesus, and he's saying, like, don't do this. So the unpardonable sin is continued unbelief. I mean, and that's what it's always been. I mean, God knows the the hearts of all people. God knows where people are at. God knows the things that are happening in them and with them. And so, like, for us to be able to say what is unpardonable, what is unforgivable, and it's really just saying, I mean, like, unbelief is, and that, but that's also not up to us to decide. God knows your heart. God knows my heart. And to be able to resist that, you know, to to resist the conviction, to remain in that state of just like, I, you know, like, this is dumb. There is no pardon, either in this age or in the age to come, as it says, in this life or in the next, for the people that reject this, right? That reject the Christ, that reject the Holy Spirit. And that's where Jesus is trying to be able to help them. Don't live in unbelief. And I think that's, you know, like, yes, there's so much more to this and then we could dig into it. And Jesus is trying to really say, like, you've seen these things and yet you still say, I'm working for Satan. That doesn't make sense. You're living with a hardened heart. You're living in that unbelief. And we're not just talking about you know, a, a having doubts. We're talking about complete rejection. And that's the state that we don't want to be in. And I think those are the parts that Jesus is really going to point out for us. Like, let's live in trust. Let's live in some belief. But yes, wrestling with doubts as well. Go back to the sermon on Sunday. But yet we continue to lift up God, knowing what God has done, right? So God loved the world, that he gave his Son, whoever believes will not perish, right? Will not live in unforgiveness, but will have eternal life. That's what I want you to be able to rest upon. That's the struggle that we can be even living in, that tension between, you know, the the doubts and faith, and to be able to say, God, we want you to hold us this day. All right, everybody, that's what I want you to think about, and we'll be uh, back again tomorrow um, with more Scripture, Word of God, talk. All right, see you.